fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, it's the Voice of Reason, and darn right, I am Andy Hoosier. Welcome into the program. It is a pre-Friday celebration. It is Earth Day, so happy Earth Day to you if you celebrate. And we'll spend some time talking about that today as well. Welcome in, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country on radio and TV, plus the live streaming and podcasting thereafter as well. Great to have you today, your Millennial General, reporting for duty the way we do every single day. And boy, do we have a show lined up for you. It's Earth Day. What more could you possibly expect? It's like one of the greatest holidays of all time, right? Welcome in. I do want to spend some time on it. It is a good day, and I think we do need to clarify some things regarding Earth Day and regarding the environmentalist movement that's going on in this nation. So we'll do so like we do every single day throughout the program. You can find us online all over our social media on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, also on the website at HoosierReason.com. We have the live stream up there. And yes, we are officially back streaming on YouTube as well. So you can go to YouTube.com and find us at HoosierReason on there. And Twitch.tv, our big one. And pretty much every other social media site that you have as well. So, hey, great to have you today. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Dr. Patrick Moore. He is uh, with the CO2 Coalition, which we talk with the head of the CO2 Coalition, Gregory Wrightstone, on the program talking about environmentalist things on occasion. Dr. Patrick Moore, also with the CO2 or, uh, CO2 Coalition. He's also author of the book Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom. What's really going on with the environmentalist movement? Joe Biden was set to release some details on his 30 by 30 plan, which we've talked about on this program before, wanting to consume and take over by eminent domain 30% of all U.S. lands and water by the year 2030 because if the government has it then it must be a, then it must mean that they can take better care of the land and the water for environmental purposes than we ever could in the private sector right is that is that the way it goes oh make it sure make it sure i'm just checking here that's what they say if they can just consume the land and they just owned everything then by all the environmentalist things would not we wouldn't have to worry about green issues we wouldn't have to worry about climate change global warming global cooling acid rain climate change because we don't know what direction it's actually going in all that would just go away just whoosh, disappear we wouldn't have to worry about any of it so we'll talk about that throughout the program today but before we do i have two bits of really i guess good news exciting news happy news i don't know something to kind of cheer you up a little bit on the personal front I don't know that we need a breaking news sounder for that, but let's go with it here. Number one, I am super excited to announce that as we continue on through this crazy world that is 2021, I am excited and happy to announce that we have, uh, as we as in me, myself and I, completed the entire drywalling process of the Hoosier Media Network studios at home. Now, I say that as an exciting news because we're one step closer to actually having our Hoosier Media Network studios, which I'm really happy and excited about. But I'm super excited about this process being done as well because 
I've never done drywall in my life before, and I did it all by myself without any assistance from anyone. I did use a tool and the drywall lift for the ceiling from a friend, and I appreciate that. But outside of that, I did it all. my. No other assistant person came and helped me hang drywall in any way, shape, or form. Now begins the mudding and the taping process, which I am preparing for. But before I do that, I have to put in a, a door and some other things. So I'm working on it. But as, I, as we talk about the Hoosier Media Network, I am building it with my bare hands, physically and metaphorically speaking. So I'm kind of excited. But the entire drywall process is finito. It's finished. It's great. And it's done. And we get to move on to the next step. So we are one step closer to having that. And I'm super excited about it. So just wanted to throw that little nugget out at you. At number two, I guess I have to release a proud papa moment for just a second. As you know, my little voice reason, she is six. She's almost about to turn seven here in another month or two, which is boggling my mind. It's going way too fast. She goes up way too fast, and I just I, slow down. We keep telling her she's not allowed to turn seven, not allowed to do it. Well, I got to say a good, happy, heartfelt story a little bit, uh, kind of on the religious and spirituality side of things. And if you, again, my little disclaimer, believe what you want to, don't believe what you want to. I don't really care. It's not for me to tell you how to believe or what to believe. Just do your thing. With that said, um, I was driving. Now this is obviously third hand from Mrs. Voice of Reason, who's with little voice of reason all day long, you know, being able to do the schooling and the the virtual home stuff and, and whatever. Um, on Wednesdays, she has a little church group that she goes to, kind of a, a child service kind of thing in, in the evenings to go play with friends and go to the church and do some stuff. And it's great. Afterwards, she went to go see another friend and can't remember the friend's name. Haven't met her yet. Went over to go see a friend and she apparently had been going through a hard time because I was not aware of it. We weren't aware of it at all until we found out yesterday that the day prior on Tuesday, this little girl, six-year-old girl, her father passed away in the community. Terrible. And our thoughts and prayers go out to the family. Seven kids. The youngest one, I think the youngest one, is six years old, which is my little girl's age, uh, which is why they're friends in the same class and everything. Seven children, and this guy passes away. I don't know how he died, heart attack, something. I don't know. Just went to sleep, didn't wake up. Terrible ordeal. So the family obviously going through some stuff. Uh, really said, yeah, don't mean to bring you down today, but that's what was going on. And the the girl wanted to play with Isla because they're friends. And, hey, I just need to get together with somebody and just have some fun. So they got together and they were playing. And the uh, individual that was there hosting the little girl uh, told Mrs. Voice Reason about the father passing away. And just, hey, just to let you know, this is why she's kind of down. Kind of things are a little wonky right now, just to let you know. Well, without any preparation to all of this, they're talking and they hear the little girls talking the little girl mentions to my little girl isla and says hey uh just you know i'm really sad you know why i'm sad and i was no what's going on well my dad died yesterday and without thinking without responding like i don't know what i would have said at six years old i don't think i would have been able to quite register that i don't really quite think that she knows how to register this bit of news my little girl without even thinking goes oh I'm sorry, but don't worry. Don't be sad. His spirit will be with you forever. Yeah. Then she goes, the little girl goes, I know he's in a good place. My little girl just says, yeah, he's in heaven. He's in heaven and everything's okay. Then they went on their merry way and went to go play again. And it was just like, just like that. Now, proud papa moment again. I never prepped her for that. We don't go that deep into those conversations, at least with her right now, because maybe we should, but maybe she I didn't think she was quite old enough yet to quite understand or grasp that concept. But without even thinking, no, don't worry, spirit's with you forever. Don't don't worry, he's in heaven. It's all good. 
and then went on their merry little way to play. So proud Papa moment. I love it. It's fantastic. And uh, I don't know where that came from. So I am super happy and excited that uh, she's growing up to be a stand-up little girl. There it is. Proud Papa moment. All right, let's get into what's trending. What do you say? Enough of that mushy stuff. No more of that. we got a lot to get to today on the program, so let's jump into it. What's trending today? All right, what's trending today? It is Earth Day, so happy Earth Day to you. If you don't know what Earth Day is, it's a day to respect the Earth, plant a tree, and actually enjoy the fact that we have an Earth that we get to enjoy and actually live on. Unfortunately, holidays like this have been hijacked by political activists to try and make it into a political activist movement. That if you're not part of the extreme green anti-corporations you know, corporations or evil and businesses are evil and just humanity in general is just evil and we hate you and you just need to like stop raping the earth of all its resources if you're not part of that mentality on earth day then you're part of the problem and that's unfortunately where this type of movement where this type of political event has gone to because that's what happens whenever something gets involved politically wise is it gets polarized to the extreme one way or the other so it's earth day which means you really can plant a tree It's about time for many parts of the country to start planting crops or to start planting gardens or to start planting herbs or whatever you like to plant. It's that time to enjoy the fact that, hey, we have this really cool place that we get to live on and we got to take care of it. Conservationism is on the Republican conservative side of the aisle. And agree, disagree with me. That's really the fact of the matter, because the other side has used it for a radical political position go to some of the environmentalist wackadoodle movements where they put on concerts and stuff and they refuse to eat meat because meat's really bad and see how badly they leave the landscape afterwards with all the litter and all the trash and everything that's around there they're terrible at it and they were there to help support the earth so it just shows that they're there for more of the political stunt than they are to actually take care of the earth i'm not in favor of movements like that obviously i am a conservationist i would like to go out into the woods to be able to camp and to hunt, and to hike, and to rock climb, and to do whatever. I was part of the Boy Scouts to where you leave a campsite cleaner than when you actually got there in the first place. You clean up, you make sure the coals aren't hot anymore from any fire, you clean up any of the trash, you even like clean up and rake all the, you know, the twigs and the sticks and everything to make sure it's all good. You leave it better than when you got there in the first place. Conservationism. That's how you take care of the earth. It's not the, you're evil. Uh, what was the story? I, I heard some story. I didn't even see the news about it. I just heard someone uh, mention the fact that, you know, ra- radical wackadoodle environmentalists were like leaving cow manure on Capitol steps and at politicians' homes and sort of thing just to try and prove a point. Like, we don't like your evil cow manufacturing plants and all that methane put into the atmosphere. We don't like that stuff, so we're just going to prove a point to you. Instead of actually, hey, come join us as we try to plant a tree to show how much we actually enjoy the Earth. Earth Day is a really cool thing if it's used in the right way, just about like every other political movement. Well, at the same level, I was not aware of this, but just on Tuesday of this week, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, along with the Democrats and the House of Representatives, have again proposed the new Green Deal. It is now the new, new Green Deal a 14-page bill that they say is not just about the environment, but it's actually about trying to help housing as a branch of the Green New Deal for individuals for government homes. We refuse to allow, for example, an economy that goes from oil barons to solar barons. That's what we're not going to do. 
because what we're going to do is that we're going to transition to a 100% carbon-free economy that is more unionized, more just, more dignified, and guarantees more health care and housing than any than we ever have before. That's our goal. That's the goal of a Green New Deal. What we're going to do is going to make sure that communities like Flint, Baltimore, the South Bronx, St. Louis, rural communities whose infrastructure was never properly built in the first place are first in line to rectify the injustices of the past to make sure that they get everything that they need to thrive in the future. That's what a Green New Deal is all about. Okay, so I know it's really hard to understand what she's saying when you're trying to stop the bleeding from your ears coming out because she screeches all the time when she actually speaks. So let's break it down for you and just try to sum this up. Government and the environmentalist movement can't work unless they're together because government's going to solve the issue. And oh, by the way, it's not necessarily about the environment. It's about housing right now because that's the push that they're going to do. They want to build more government housing because the government housing is really bad for the environment. So we need to spend more money close to, by the way, $170 billion on housing to build new government housing and give medical uh, access to individuals through the government because that's going to save the environment. That is the Green New Deal. So in other words, give us all your money, give us all your rights, give us all your liberty, give us all the control so that way we can take care of you because that will solve the environmental crisis movement. I'm not quite sure what housing has to do with environmentalism. I'm not quite sure what healthcare has to do with environmentalism. I'm not quite sure what government housing and expanding government housing to the tune of $170 billion actually has to do with saving the environment and carbon emissions, which she wants to make 100% carbon-free in the nation by whatever year that she wants. Uh, I don't know what that has to do with housing and medical care. Except, I mean, I guess for the housing, because the housing is just bad. We just need to rebuild everything. But the government needs to do that with their control. They're the only ones that can save the movement, right? That can actually save the earth. Welcome to the Communist Manifesto. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, you all. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out. 24 minutes past the hour, radio and TV, plus the live stream and podcast as well. we got a lot going today for an Earth Day. Saw some of the comments, uh, Earth Day guilt. Oh, there's no Earth Day guilt there. It's just, it's funny how we can actually celebrate the holidays appropriately the right way instead of actually making it into a political thing. And we can actually enjoy what the intent of it was to appreciate the plot of ground that we get to live on each and every day and actually take care of it the right way as opposed to just doing it for a political, you're doing it wrong and we don't like you because that's what so many do. AOC pushing her Green New Deal again for housing now. Rural communities whose infrastructure was never properly built in the first place are first in line to rectify the injustices of the past to make sure that they get everything that they need to thrive in the future. That's what a Green New Deal is all about. So in other words, the Green New Deal, all the big cities with Baltimore and with Flint, Michigan, and with all the rural communities where things were just kind of like built not so well or the Democrats actually control. In other words, wherever Democrats have screwed things up, they want more control because they can all of a sudden fix it. Flint, Michigan, and the bad water up there was done by the Environmental Protection Agency and was done by the local officials in Flint, Michigan that are all Democrat-run and have been run by Democrats for over 60 years uh, then they want to be able to control that because, well, I mean, no, we're just, we'll get it this time. It's like the socialist argument. It, no one's actually ever truly, honestly been a real socialist nation. We need to reinvent the wheel. This time, if we just go further down the road of socialism, then this time it'll work. Why can't you just get on board with that? If we just go a little bit further, then all of a sudden it'll just magically work. That's the argument that they have. If just the government had a little bit more control, it almost worked. But then, you know, Republicans tried to intervene. They tried to obstruct the plan. They tried to obstruct X, Y, and Z. If we could just do anything we want, it would work perfectly in our nice little utopia and fantasy land. But it, they, they obstruct it, so therefore it doesn't work and it fails and we just need to go further. She literally talked about it every place where Democrats have run except for the rural communities, which I don't know why rural communities are having an issue because rural communities all over the nation, little bitty towns, small town USA, you guys kind of have it going on right now. You're pumping along. You're trying to survive. You're doing your thing. You have farmers. You have, you know, a grain elevator grain workers. You have the small mom and pop shops. You guys are just doing your thing. Plug it along. But remember, they don't like you, number one, in the rural community because you're uneducated, you don't have a degree, you probably drive a truck, or you probably handle thousands of head to cattle, which who cares how much you know information and knowledge you actually need to do that as a career, but the fact is you're killing the environment. And if we could just take your land, we'll get rid of the cattle, we'll stop that, and then everything would be great. And then we could rebuild all of your homes, we'll put in all this new electric stuff or garbage or I don't know, what, what would they want? If they want to rebuild everything, what would they want? I guess solar panels? 
or wind energy, except for if it's not windy in a certain area, then it probably wouldn't work very well. Or if the solar panels went up and it's cloudy like 200 days out of the year, like it is in the parts of Ohio where I grew up, you only saw the sun like maybe 80 to 100 days out of the year, then solar panels probably wouldn't be the best idea. But they don't care because all of a sudden it would just solve everything. Just poof, environmental stuff. We want to be CO2 free. We want to have that balance. No, we want to be carbon neutral by whatever, 2030 or 2040 or 2050, whatever their plans are, because if not, then we will die. We will all die in the middle of the ocean. I know, I know. Now, the best part of all of this was that I'm sure that you've heard, I really want to, and if this happens, I would literally pay money on pay-per-view to watch it. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Congresswoman, she tweeted that she ran into AOC on the House floor and talked about the Green New Deal and talked about debating the Green New Deal. And she said in a tweet yesterday, after I finish reading all 14 pages like we agreed, I'll schedule time for our debate. She then tweeted early this morning, I read your 14-page Communist Manifesto AOC. Looking forward to debating you. Hashtag MTG versus AOC. That would be a debate I would pay money to watch. Now, AOC has not responded, and she's not going to respond because while she's yelled for the last two, three years of being a congresswoman that Republicans are scared to debate her, when people call her out and challenge her for debates, then they say that they're catcalling and they're just terrible human beings because how dare you try to challenge her authority. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a pre-Friday celebration. It is a great one. It's also Earth Day, so happy Earth Day to you as well. Trying to cram that 10 pounds reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time all over the country on radio and TV, in our live stream, in our podcast. We are more entertaining than watching Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez hold a press conference talking about the Green New Deal. <laughs> Let's just... Matter of fact, right there. Welcome in. I am excited to, as it is Earth Day, and we've talked about some of the Earth Day initiatives and AOC proposing her new, new Green New Deal, which, by the way, according to Business Insider, it would be roughly a $10 trillion plan. Now, to put that into perspective, we are roughly $23 trillion in debt as a nation overall 
as a whole. In the last year, just the last COVID-19 relief package, the one that Joe Biden signed, was a $1.9 trillion package that put us at a $3 trillion deficit for the first six months of the fiscal year, which broke a record to having $3 trillion of a deficit in one fiscal year for the first six months of the year. Now we're talking about a $3 trillion economic stimulus plan from Joe Biden, which would double our deficit for one single year of a fiscal budget. She says that overall the entire Green New Deal package would cost at least $10 trillion. And I quote from Business Insider from AOC, quote, I think we really need to get to $10 trillion to have a shot. I know it's a ton. I don't I don't I can't do it in her voice. I know it's a ton. I don't think anyone wants to spend that amount of money. It's not a fun number to say. I'm not excited we need to say we need to spend ten trillion dollars on climate, but it's just the fact of the scenario. So to talk about the Green New Deal, to talk about the climate initiatives here on an Earth Day, let's get into what's trending. What's trending today? And I am excited to have back on the program. It has been too long since we've had him on the show, but he is the author of the book Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom. He's also on the board of directors for the CO2 Coalition as well, which we talk a lot about them as we have Gregory Wrightstone on the program. We also have Dr. Patrick Moore on the program. Patrick, how are you, my friend? I'm very good, Andy. It's good to be back with you. It is great to have you on the program, and I appreciate your time very much here. It is a wonky time where now this is apparently the focus of the federal government is to ram through not only an economic stimulus package, but it seems like an economic stimulus package blended with Green New Deal initiatives in it as well. But AOC says we just need to up that. Andy, those are limited. Those are small. We got to pump those numbers up, baby. We got to get that to a $10 trillion Green New Deal to save that because we will not be able to save the earth unless we do that package. What do you say? I say it's too bad that is one total waste of money, 100% of it. That's just completely ridiculous. They, they make it out as if the world is coming to an end if we don't stop driving our cars or we have to get all electric ones, which means we have to make more electricity somehow, and we can't do it with fossil fuels, and we can't do it with nuclear, and they're not in favor of hydroelectric dams. They're only in favor of stuff that only works once in a while and costs a fortune. So uh, it's completely stupid. Besides which, she came out yesterday and said that climate change was caused by racial injustice or, or that racial injustice is caused by climate change. I'm not quite sure which one, but yeah. she's got things mixed up there. Yeah, I don't know how in, in this plan that she was trying to propose near $170 billion essentially said we need to build more government housing and rebuild government housing because that will stop climate change and that will put people that have been left behind and put them first. Uh, I'm not sure how building government housing helps the climate other than just the climate of Washington, D.C., where you get to have more control over more people with just more government housing. I just don't know why anybody even listens to two words she says, Andy. She doesn't make any sense about anything. She, I mean, it's a very low bar that you have to get over to be more on side with the real world than she is. Uh, right, you know, I've, I've written this book that I hope a lot of people will read and realize that we don't have to go down this ridiculous road that she's describing because the, the, there's nothing wrong with the climate. Yeah. There's always been bad weather and there's always been good weather. And weather is something that people start a conversation with since the beginning of time because it's something you can talk about, because it's always changing. And they're making it out as if there's something wrong with this, that the fact that there are floods and droughts and storms and nice sunny days. 
And, you know, there's good and bad weather. Get over it. It's always going to happen, and we can't stop it by stopping using fossil fuels, of all things. Besides which, the carbon dioxide we're putting into the atmosphere is food for plants. That's why our crops are growing so well these days and why the forests are growing so well, better than they have been since the beginning of human civilization, because we've put some more CO2 back into the atmosphere where it came from in the first place, and that's bringing about a balance. It's, it's not causing a problem. It's causing a solution. And we don't need to pay for it because we're doing it by burning the fuel in our vehicles and our factories. This is helping the earth, not hindering it. And I've, I've got this new, new theory. It's called the, the general theory of fake scare stories. Because <laughs> that's what this is all about, is scare stories. And the scare stories are all based on invisible things like carbon dioxide and radiation, whatever is bad in GMOs, which actually doesn't exist. The fake Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which actually does not exist. It cannot be seen from an airplane or a satellite. And then there's all the remote things like polar bears going extinct and coral reefs dying under the water where no one can see them. It's not true. They are not dying. And polar bears are perfectly healthy and growing in population. This is proven. And you can read it in my book and see with photographs and statistics that this is a fact. We're being led down the garden path by the activists, the media, the politicians, and the scientists who say the science is settled and for some reason need another grant next year to study it more, all from public money. They are the ones who are perpetuating these scare stories in order to make billions of dollars for themselves. And it's only because they're scare stories that people part with their money easier. We wouldn't be spending money on these scare stories if we knew they were not true. And they are not true. Not one of them. Yeah. Well, they do so well with the politics of fear. They love it because if you can create a fear of something that you can't see, you can't sense, you can't smell, you just have to take their word for it. And when they come out and say 97% of scientists you know, concur that man-made climate change is happening and they come up with all these stats and then all the government promotes this as an agenda, as a politic of fear, you have no choice but to go along with it and be like, what the heck's going on? And when you claim otherwise, you're the crazy radical conspiracy nut job because They're right in the sense that there is a correlation between heating and cooling periods and the amount of CO2 that's in the atmosphere at those times. But it's kind of reverse. As you mentioned, when it's warming, then we actually do well. Vegetation grows. Harvest grows. When it's colder, we actually do worse because there's not as many things growing at that time, right? Andy, 20 times as many people die from cold as die from heat every year. That is a known fact. This Earth is actually in a rather cool period. Take note of the massive sheets of ice on both the North and South Poles. That is, that is because it's cold there and down there. And it used to be warmer than it is now. For millions and millions of years, the Earth was lusher than it is today and had more CO2 than it has today. So they've got it backwards on all fronts, but they're behaving as though this world began in 1850, when actually... It's more than 4 billion years old, and life has been here for more than 3 billion years, mostly in a much warmer climate than it is today. The the climate doesn't warm at the equator or near the tropics. It warms more towards the temperate areas and the poles, so that the difference in temperature between the poles and the equator 
becomes smaller. But it isn't as if it's going to get fry everybody down at the equator. The equator has stayed the same temperature through all these warmer and cooler periods in Earth's history, whereas it's towards the poles that the, the extreme amount of heating and cooling takes place. Wow. And so it would actually be good if the, it got warmer at the North Pole and the South Pole, good for human life and good for most other life. When you move from the equator to the North Pole, the number of species continuously goes down. And people think I'm crazy when I say if it wasn't for climate change, there wouldn't be any polar bears. Well, it's true, because if there wasn't any ice, there wouldn't be any polar bears. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't evolve until just a few hundred thousand years ago when the ice became so great on the North Pole. Before that, the North, the North Pole was covered in trees. All the islands up in northern Canada were forested up until a couple million years ago. And the polar bears evolved from the grizzly bear. Otherwise, they wouldn't have come into existence if the Earth hadn't cooled and formed all those sheets of ice. Yeah. We're talking with Dr. Patrick Moore, Fake Invisible Catastrophes and the Threat of Doom, also co-founder of, the, of Greenpeace and board of directors, as well as the CO2 Coalition. we got just about a minute left, but uh, outside of the environmental climate, let's talk about the political climate for just a second. Can we celebrate Earth Day in a more conservationist mindset like Republicans, conservatives usually are? Of, you know, let's take care of the land around us because we need it for farming, we need it for our agriculture, as opposed to just a political movement of, you don't agree with us, so we're going to throw cow feces at your door just to make a point that we don't like cows. I mean, can we actually celebrate the earth the way it's supposed to, as opposed to making it a political statement? Of, of course, Andy, that's what we should be doing on Earth Day, is celebrating the earth, the beauty of the earth, the, the a tremendous abundance of the earth, of all the forests and seas. I mean, this is the only planet we know of in the universe that actually has life on it, of any kind. Yeah. And look at this planet. It's bursting with life. And we are helping it in many ways, one of which is putting more CO2 into the atmosphere. That's why there is a CO2 coalition, to help people understand that it is not a poison. Yeah. CO2 came from life. Amen to that. Because I love fossil it. fuels are made from life. That it, people have to recognize that. Yeah. Dr. Patrick Moore, Fake Invisible Catastrophes and the Threat of Doom. Make sure to go and get the book. It's great stuff. Doctor, we appreciate the time very much, my friend. Happy Earth Day. Let's get you back on the show again here real soon. Thank you, Andy. Anytime. Always a pleasure to chat with you. We'll take a break, wrap up the show today here on a pre-Friday. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Talking about that climate change, people around the Wichita area at least are a little in a funk. I mean, we're supposed to get like snowy rain tonight and tomorrow. We're in the middle to end of April and we're getting like snowy, rainy stuff here in the middle of the country. So that's a little strange. I don't know wherever you're at what it may look like. Maybe it's bright and sunny and beautiful. If so, then I envy you. Although I do kind of enjoy again the cold. Kind of enjoying the cold a little bit. Just personal, my personal preference. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do with the 100-degree weather that Kansas sees in the summertime. Going Now that I've kind of gone down this road of enjoying the cold and doing the cold exposure and taking the cold showers, and eventually I'm trying to work up to the ice baths. It's all for the you know health stuff that I, I'm going through right now, which is awesome. And I've told you before, like I feel better than I ever have in my entire life doing this, this procedure and doing this uh, process of doing the cold exposure. I don't know how I'm trying to condition myself to be exposed to the cold and take cold showers and then walk out into 100-degree weather. And I've never done well at that temperature either. I always get really, really, like, just sickly feeling when it gets too hot. I, I just can't function, and I get lazy, and I just get tired, and I just uh, lethargic. I just can't do it. Can't do it. So I guess I've always deep down known that I enjoy the cold weather as opposed to, but we'll see how this summer goes. I'm going to have to put a big old, like, barrel outside and do ice water in there and jump in that in the middle of the temperature. I'm throwing it out there. I mean, come on, where's this global warming reversal thing where, like, we put the more CO2 out into the atmosphere and then we turn into an ice age? I'm kind of okay with that at this point because that's where I'm at in my personal life. Anyways, uh, show of hands, anybody would pay money on pay-per-view to see Marjorie Taylor Greene debate Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This debate needs to happen, and if you missed it, uh, apparently those two finally met on the in the congressional, in the House chamber, in the House floor, and they chat, and there was a picture of the two sitting there chatting, and it looked like maybe they were having a decent conversation. But I kind of get, just kind of intuitionally for me, I think AOC is one of those where she'll like smile at you and be really courteous while she's talking to you, but then she goes on Twitter. You know that kind of happens, and you know those kind of women where they're like, "Oh my gosh, your dress looks so nice," and then they tweet, "I can't believe that skank." You know, that's kind of the vibe that I get from her, just because of the tone that she has at some points. I don't know. Maybe she's not. I'm not saying it is or not. I'm just saying that's the kind of vibe I get. Because now we see Marjorie Taylor Greene that sent out the tweet, I'm glad I ran into you today at AOC to plan our debate about the Green New Deal. After I finish reading all 14 pages, like we agreed, I'll schedule time for our debate. Hashtag MTJ, Marjorie Taylor Greene, versus AOC. 
And then this that was last night. Now, this morning she tweeted out, I read your 14-page Communist Manifesto, AOC, looking forward to debating you. Now, AOC has not commented on any of this. All she did was hold a press conference on Tuesday announcing this Green New Deal stuff about housing and how the government needs to take over more government land and more government property and build more government housing. And, you know, we need to lift all those up because all of a sudden that'll stop global warming and climate change. That's been the move. So I would love to see the woman that the left absolutely despises because she went in there as the pro-Trump conservative kind of a QAnon supporter who announced the QAnon thing after she got in there. Uh, so she's just a business owner. She's a mom. She's uh, I guess she was a construction owner worker uh, or she owned a construction company. Um, and she made a comment as well, trying to find it again. Uh, she made a comment saying, I'm sure that you'll have the upper hand in this debate as you obviously propose the Green New Deal initiative and you have a you have a degree in business and economics. I just have owned a business for like 20 years in construction. That's I mean, I don't know anything. I don't know a whole lot. So it's all you. You're going to have to do this one. I'm really curious to see if this debate's actually going to happen. Probably not, because as I mentioned, AOC is the one where she said Republicans and conservatives are afraid to debate me. Because she says really stupid things, we just don't give her the time of day. But she says Republicans are afraid to debate me. Then you had people saying, all right, fine, I will debate you. Let's do it. If you remember, Ben Shapiro actually put up a million dollars and said, I will donate one million dollars to a charity of your choice if you debate me. And AOC just said that he was catcalling her and that it was just you know, derogatory towards women. And how dare you try to challenge me on debating? But Republicans don't want to debate me because they're really scared. So I doubt it's going to happen. But the left's golden child of AOC up against the left's absolute hatred that they have, kind of the last remnants of the Donald Trump era and the Donald Trump uh, administration of Marjorie Taylor Greene, that would be a fun one. And I would pay money to watch that debate happen because that would be extremely entertaining. It's kind of like, I mean, that would it would just be an unfair fight, let's be honest. It would honestly be like a Major League Baseball team playing a high school baseball team, meaning Marjorie Taylor Greene being the... Major League Baseball team. It would kind of like be Conor McGregor fighting me. It would kind of like be like a 10-year-old debating Joe Biden. It just wouldn't be fair to Joe Biden to be in that situation. It just wouldn't be fair for AOC to actually be in a situation like that because we would just have to treat her like the child that she actually is. Podcast going up in a little bit. That does it for us today. Back at it tomorrow to wrap up the week for you. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a great Earth Day. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.